You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Monday. Thanks for joining me today. And it's an important day as we honor the legacy and life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and all that he stood for, which really is what God stands for, is that all people are created equal and all people matter to God, no matter who they are, where they come from, uh, or their background. So, Uh, Welcome to Pursuing God this week. Jesus was an amazing storyteller, and in Luke chapter 16, he tells a story about a guy who has a mega amount of bling and wealth and affluence and who lived in this incredible home. And just beyond the walls of his compound was this economically oppressed guy whose name was Lazarus, who, who just hoped to get enough leftovers from the rich household each day to help him stay alive. But both Lazarus and the rich man die at the same time, on the same day, in the same place. And this affluent guy in the big house was, was totally unprepared for what waited, awaited him beyond the grave. He'd never given any thought to the spiritual dimension of his life. He had never pursued God or responded to God's activity in his life. And he was just spiritually unprepared for what awaited him beyond the grave. And my guess is um, you have a lot of family and friends and people you love, maybe in the same boat. And I just want to urge you to stay sensitive to them. Reach out to them in the weeks ahead, um, maybe through the remainder of the At The Movie series and see what God could do. Intentionally invest in relationships with them so they'll be uh, more receptive to your invitations and to, to see what God does. I mean, the stakes couldn't be higher. But here's another provocative insight from Jesus' story in Luke 16. Not only had the affluent guy living in his McMansion never given any thought to what awaited him beyond the grave, he hadn't paid any attention to the needs of someone who was poor and hungry and who was in need of medical attention just beyond the walls of his compound. Maybe he just couldn't see him from beyond the wall or or, or maybe he turned his head the other way each day when his chariot driver chauffeured him to his office. The needs beyond his wall were just a blur. And honestly, unfortunately, too often, that's a pretty good description of me because I, I can be so self-absorbed, just like that guy. And here's how it works in my life. You know, my life is pretty good. I, I eat good. I have a nice home to live in. I'm healthy. Get some clothes at Costco. But those in the distance, their needs, their problems, their issues, they're just kind of like beyond my field of vision, beyond my walls. So so what if my neighbors have needs? So what if people in my community have needs? So what about poverty, homelessness, at-risk youth, malnutrition, and disease? They got their issues, and I've got mine. I read once that in a survey done among evangelical Christians, people who love Jesus, people who believe the Bible— that only 14% of us believe that poverty is an issue that the church should take the lead in. In other words, 86% of people who attend churches week after week, uh, in person or online, believe that poverty is someone else's problem. And and here's the problem with that. 1 John 3.17 says, If anyone has material possession and sees his brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So what does that look like? Listen to one of the stories that came in on the Eastside app from a guy named Josh. The other day he was driving in the rain and he stopped to get gas when he noticed what appeared to be a man who was homeless 
uh, sitting under the awning to get out of the rain. And his heart went out to him as he noticed that in addition to being underdressed for the cold, this man didn't even have any shoes on. Josh says he felt the Holy Spirit working inside of him, reminding him about the pair of shoes that he had left in his truck. And so he approached the guy and asked him, hey, buddy, how's it going? He said, I've got a pair of size nine and a half shoes in the truck. And if that size will work for you, would you like them? And the guy nodded gratefully and Josh retrieved them from his truck, took them over, handed them to the homeless man. And Josh says when he drove away, he could see through the rain that the man had already put the shoes on and seemed happier. And like that simple act had an impact on him. Almost as much as being able to give them to him, the impact had an impact on Josh. First John 3.17 uh, says, if anyone has material possession and sees his brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? And Lord, uh, as we begin a new week, as even think about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I pray that you'd give us the eyes to see people who are around us in our orbit that we might even connect with on this day who matter to you. And I pray that your love, in whatever appropriate way, would show through our lives and to be an expression of our love too. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 